In a world where every MCU movie has multiple trailers, two men will watch them and try to put them in some kind of order. This is Infinity Rewatch Top 6 Hype Movie Trailers in the MCU. Movie trailer voice. I don't know. I was trying to think of the, like, I can't even think of the Marvel scale right now. I, I know what it is. It's in my brain, but I can't seem to like get it out the right way. It's got that, like that percussion with the, with the brass kind of just clashing it up. Like, Dude, that's it. <laughs> oh man. I, I, you know, it was funny when the, the first one I used to, I used to really love the comic pages and I was really worried when they were going to change mm-hmm. it. But now I, I love the new one where it's just like the splashes of the images with like the, the script. Oh, just, ah, so good. it's it's yeah, that that opening thing gives me tingles now. It's like to me, that is uh, like I love when a, a movie franchise sticks to a traditional thing like the Star Wars crawl, uh, James Bond having mm-hmm. the the sort of stinger and then the animated credits with the song. Even the X-Men movies had that. They went through that phase. They didn't always do it, but like. You'd have credits, and then you'd have the the silver door just go, and then you'd zoom in on the door. Yeah, right? um, I, I can't yeah, think of any yeah. other examples. But then, like Marvel has that now, where it's just like you might get a little teaser, and then you'd get like, and that just you're just like, yeah. At that point, you're in. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, okay, first of all, let's get the intros out of the way because it's trailer time, baby. We're going to talk about some trailers and then I'll talk about something else. <laughs> so what's up, everybody? I'm Ryan J. Whitehead. And I'm Andrew Fantasia. And together we are Infinity Rewatch, but we're running out of time. Oh, we are watching. We're watching because we're the watchers. Now, okay, so what I will say is when when Fantasia and I were growing up, you know, we would go to the movies and of course IMAX comes out and IMAX blew all of our minds. Like just, we thought we knew what going to the movies was like. And then we got IMAX and I'm sure you guys know in, in your respective areas where you watch it, when you went to an IMAX movie, it was an event. Like it doesn't even matter how popular the movie was. If you were going to see it in the, like the first question people started asking when you were going to see the movie or when you saw the movie was, did you see it in IMAX? And um, one thing I loved when you would go to an IMAX movie and they don't do it anymore. Well, and especially now, cause they're just not going to the movies, but was the mm-hmm. intro of what IMAX was. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Uh, we have a hilarious story about my brother <laughs> yes, with those things, but we, we probably shouldn't mention it on here, but it was really funny. Um, I'll, I'll summarize it real quick. My brother came in late. And he was trying to find the seat. And just as he came into the theater, the light shut off and everyone went quiet. And he's like, oh, no. And then all you hear is like, welcome to IMAX. And all of a sudden they like have this music and lasers. And my brother's like trying to find a seat as like lasers are shooting at him and like the whole thing. It was absolutely priceless. And Fantasia and I, and I think Schilling was with us too. We were all just like crying of laughter because just trying to watch my brother trying to get to the seat was just beyond funny. Like it was really, really funny. Um, But what I will say about IMAX was, was like that. And it's the same thing with Marvel. Now, when I go see a Marvel studios film and that intro kicks in, 
the adrenaline starts pumping. I get so excited because like, you know, you're in for an event mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it feels like. It's not only a, an, it's not only you're going to see a movie, you're seeing in a, a Marvel event. And that's why when you look at Marvel movies, they do tell great stories, but they're events. Like you're going to see this epic, just cinematic journey. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah. There's something so satisfying about just the little thing of just having a tradition, whether it's the Marvel music or whether it's James Bond walking through the gun barrel and turning and shooting at you. Like you, you have that ingrained in your conscious so that when you sit down to that and you see that it's kind of telling the pleasure center of your brain, like you're, you're in for a a familiar, but new sweet time. It's like Christmas. It's like every Christmas, you know, there's something everybody does at Christmas time. Everybody who celebrates Christmas anyway, who's like, yeah, I do this every year. Well, it's that kind of thing. Like every Christmas is not the same. They're all different. Every Marvel movie is all different. But you've always got that music to tell you like, this is, this is welcome back to Christmas, kids. Exactly. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. But it, it, and one thing, guys, is like, even when you're going to a Marvel movie, the first thing you're looking forward to and this is what you can't you can't get better segues than this. You look forward to the trailers because you want to know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Marvel trailers, the ones that got us so hyped. And the beauty is, is like Marvel, as they got better and better, and as they built out the cinematic universe, when you're going to see one movie, they would tease you to the next one. And it was perfect. Uh, and and you like trailers can really set the tone for what you're going to see and and either they get you super hyped they get you they get you feeling something whether it's fear happiness excitement um uh sadness whatever it is your that that trailer is is that trailer's job is to set the tone for the movie that you're going to get and and sometimes it works Sometimes the trailer tells a totally different look and feel than the movie gives you, uh, like Green Lantern, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's 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 a journey. It's a journey, but trailers like going to the movies. Trailers is a part of that cinematic journey and getting you ready for the next film, and it's it's totally awesome. And trailers, uh, they go through phases and they they change with the times arguably faster than the movies themselves. Um, like there's there's a, a language to movie trailers that we are all subconsciously mm-hmm. familiar with. And the farther back you go in time, the less the trailers speak that language to the point where like you go back, you watch the trailer for like Star Wars A New Hope from 1976. Mm-hmm. That trailer is dumb because it's speaking a totally different language to you. And now, you know, you, you kind of have to keep keeping up with that type of language. And when I was rewatching these MCU trailers to figure out what my top six was going to be, man, the farther back in phase one I got, <laughs> I was like, wow, we've come a long way with trailers <laughs> just in the last like, t- like 12 years. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made some choices that I was not pleased with back in phase one. I'll just say <laughs> yeah no for sure wow um so like for for i'll just give one quick example and then what you you can uh you can kick us off around by telling us your your number six most hype trailer um because we're doing Mm -hmm. top six because on rebel scum podcast we do top five but top six seems cool because marvel's all about being bigger 
So we're going to be bigger and we're better than you, Rebel Scum <laughs> Podcast, is what we're really saying. Yeah. Sorry, James and Brock, but there's like you guys and then there's us. You know, it's just how it works. I, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. It feels kind of yeah, like a little this. Bit. You're yeah. right. It's a wider gulf. It's a wider gulf. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing that I took away the most was um, the trailer for Avengers 1 has a full on emo song in it. And I'm like, I cannot imagine a world where the Russo brothers would let that song anywhere near Infinity War or Endgame. Like, can you imagine like Thanos coming out of the portal and we see our first shot of Thanos in the trailer and it's like, I hate my life. It's an emo song for the trailer. <laughs> like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No. And no. it's funny because I, I started watching this show and Ryan, you have to watch this show, man. It's so good. It's called The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's this cartoon. Um, you finally, finally started. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That was my gift today. Was. That was my gift. I humbly accepted the gift. Oh, my I was looking god. so forward to telling you that. I'm almost done season one. I just finished the the one where we meet Captain Marvel and Carol, and uh, yeah. Uh, that that century four five six yeah that's right this is the uh, the century comes down and he's got that nega bomb uh, mm-hmm. the the opening credits for that show the theme song for that show is like an emo song of like we're the Avengers we're fighting because we hate our lives blah, blah. and I'm just like okay that song came out in 2010 the trailer for Avengers probably came out late 2011 and I'm thinking what was it about that time exactly 10 years ago where for some reason people were correlating the Avengers with emo. Yeah. Chocolate and peanut butter. Like what was going on? <laughs> I think people love chocolate and peanut butter. Cause like, that's like Reese's pieces. Yeah. Right? Well, chocolate and peanut butter is an example of a good combo, but somebody <laughs> back then, some friggin' maniac was like, yeah, yeah, these two go together. Yeah. When I see <laughs> Iron Man, I just put on my Alexis on fire CD and I just let that rip. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get why they did that. I mean, X-Men, you look at the X-Men cartoon, that that song will forever, ever, like, it will live till the end of time. Like, it's just, there's a, there's a YouTube video I saw where a guy explained why it's genius. And for some reason, I was compelled to watch it because I want to know. <laughs> but I why should I want to know? It's just good. Like, but it's like this thing where they play the scale and and it's one of those things where it's like, deceptive because the scale will go like it will go upwards and upwards and then when you think it's going to do it for the third time it goes down right it's like you know what i mean like it's 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 it always changes your expectation but it still plays a repetitive nature but yeah for some reason this avengers cartoon which for you i have to i think you have to tell the the fellow viewers what you think of the tone in the story because the theme song does not capture what the show is not at all no it's a very beautiful looking colorful show i love the look of it and what i also love mm-hmm. is um the and this is what i want every comic book cartoon to be um is it's a grab bag like every episode i don't know you know i put on a new episode it could be like hulk teams up with uh, I with War Machine and they gotta fight Mojo, 
like it's it's a total Easy. grab bag and i love that like i love like the the old justice league and justice league unlimited cartoons for that very reason it's like yeah this episode's mm-hmm. about batman and the joker but the next one's about like hawk woman and green lantern and they gotta fight gorilla grod like you have no idea what you're in for but it's like you just you reach your hand in and what comes out and i love that about Earth's mightiest heroes and so far they're you know they're growing their roster they just got hawkeye on board and it looks like they're going to get carol which has me excited uh so that's what i love about it and i love how they they give you a sense off the bat of i think it's like 74 villains escape from all these prisons and like that's going to be the show is rounding them all up again yeah oh yeah no so so that's that's definitely the core of the show mm-hmm. um i yeah i just you just you just keep going on that journey my friend but yeah the 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 intro the intro song is very much like a world about to break like it's really really emo and it it i understand i understand the person trying to pitch it but i don't know the person who said yes to it because i don't get it like you could have done you could have done an intro similar to the spider-man animated series or the x-men animated series and it would have been honestly that show would have been totally like better off with it like done something like that um heck even the avengers 90s theme was really good but yeah so anyways great show glad you threw that in there um but yeah having having the emo song in a trailer is really weird i think the best example i've seen of that um or i wouldn't even say it's an emo song perhaps but um trent reznor who is the lead singer of nine inch nails uh he's got into music composing and he does a lot of films now uh in fact he won an award for one recently Mm -hmm. uh this is a guy who sang a song where he's like i want to be like an animal and this guy's winning oscars oscars people Mm -hmm. that's like the top tier that's like the academy is acknowledging this person in the 90s who was so angry he had very angry music and now he's getting oscars for being a music composer and he did um, the, I think it was the Swedish, the Swedish movie trailer. He did this. He did a remix of one of his songs. Um, I think it was "Head Like a Hole." I can't remember what it was. Oh no, 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 no! It was the, it was the Mortals, the um, Led Zeppelin Immortal song. And uh, he had a girl sing it, and it was all techno rock. It was totally different. But the cool thing was, is it fit the tone of the movie because it's about this like hacker who has like this dark past and but she's like she's trying to get revenge through like modern means if you will um and it just fit the narrative by using a song like that because it was it was techno gothic but it was so it just it just fit the scene so well and that's that's so when you do an avengers movie yeah i think the last thing i would think of is like you know what billy talent let's let's (laughs) get them in there on this song like no no i mean billy talent sure like I'm not a fan, guys, but they—that's not to discredit how talented they are. They are like really good, but no, you don't throw them in there for something like that. It doesn't make any sense. I totally think of Billy Talent when I think of what it would be like to be Captain America. They just. <laughs> um, yeah. One, oh, one yeah. last thing I'll say about Earth's Mightiest Heroes that was a really, really pleasant surprise is one of the main uh, writers, Christopher Yost, he's writing the Mandalorian now. That dude is, yep. uh, he's, he's, he's getting up in the world. He started with a great cartoon and now he's doing a great Star Wars show. Like, 
kudos to him. <laughs> you know what? Bad props. He's been. He even wrote some of the X Men cartoon. He's been around for a long nice. time. He's, he's doing his thing. Um, yeah, Christopher Yost is a is a really good writer. Um, and yes, he's in that cartoon. Uh, there's a apparently this anonymous writing group called Man of Action, and they are known notoriously known for writing. Um, but they have a few episodes uh, that that are on the Avengers. There. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, we are talking about a hype trailers here. So um, let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about it, guys. Now, I, before I set the tone here, you guys, you guys out there, you know, all of you, everyone, you're all sitting there. I want you guys to immediately when I say, like, what's your favorite Marvel trailer? And, and please, guys, don't forget, review, subscribe and show your support in the comments. Let us know what is your favorite trailer out there? Because like Marvel now has up to close to 30 films. So there's been a lot of trailers, um, but really think about what trailers stood out for you and why. Um, Because like for me, these trailers I picked, um, some are really interesting. uh, and, And to be fair, we did have some trailers that were recently at, like thrown out there uh very recently um and now uh so now they actually one of them has impacted my list a little bit but mm. uh but that being said um we're going to talk about these trailers and we're going to talk about trailers that that we think are are really hype for marvel so for my trailers uh i'm going to start by saying for me um music does play an important part i do like it when they use the right kind of pop song for example um spider-man the spider-man trailers homecoming and far from home uh have great use of like punk rock songs like the ramones and and uh and even with um i think it was the ramones for both of them uh because i think it was i want to be sedated for the uh for the far from home and then it was uh and then it was uh blitzkrieg Blitzkrieg bop yeah yeah blitzkrieg bop Mm. and Um, that makes sense because that fits the movie and it was even in the movie mm -hmm. It was the the credits yeah. music, yeah. So that fits completely. But it, it kind of it's not only that, but it fits because because they're kind of like teenage rebellious yeah. songs. You know what I mean? Like that it that and and it makes sense for the character. So for me, I am a big fan of those because they do get you really hype. Do I think that they're getting a little saturated? Yes, I think there is a lot of trailers that are using them now a little bit too much. Mm-hmm um whereas whereas i prefer a little more narrative and less like just like pure i don't even know what to call it a montage of music and just clips um so so that was a big one for me so i kind of incorporated this judging category by calling it atmosphere atmosphere meaning the music the tone that they're setting with the trailer that's like a big one and then visuals Mm -hmm. What are we seeing from the movie that's like getting us excited for this movie? And then, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then finally overall is just for me is like that action, like just, just really just, just getting you hyped by giving you these, what I will call Marvel moments, uh, if you will. So those are like the three criteria that I had for like looking at these trailers. Um, so I'm going to start off now. I'm going to say, I think it's only fair that I, I I don't rank these like six to one because I can't name the top one. Ooh, it just seem interesting. Right. Okay. Um, and it's good. Well, no, because it doesn't seem right to me because each one has a reason for being on the mm-hmm. list and it shouldn't surpass another one because of, you know, it did this better than something else. It just 
doesn't make sense to me. If you want to go your way, my friend, and do six to one, you do it. But uh, we're gonna just throw it out there. So I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with Age of Ultron, Avengers: Age of Ultron, um, because what blew my mind was that they used uh, a Disney song in the most cryptic creepy like i can't even find all the horrifying ways i can't find all the words to describe um what they were trying to do with this trailer um i will say whedon really made through that trailer probably one of the most scary villains um just because of the voice of uh of the actor um of david uh james spader james i always want to say david spader (laughs) James Spader, um, James Spader's voice was perfect for Ultron. Like you could not have casted a better actor to kind of give this guy a robotic, cold voice. Um, and what I loved about it was like how seeing how the odds are stacked against the Avengers. Like it's like it seems like it's this losing battle in the sense he's like this is the path I started us on. Like all these things and it's like man this is only the second avengers movie and this is they're already facing another like super epic threat but but when you look at the scale of battles of in comic book groups like the fantastic four x-men and avengers avengers do fight like god tier villains like um and ultron was insane because essentially it was like the avengers versus like the pinnacle of technology Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to kind of see that concept. And what I also liked was we also got new Avengers. Uh, we got uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Um, and one scene I loved was like, you know, just seeing how weird Scarlet Witch was in the trailer. Um, so that was quite mind blowing to me. And I think that's why it kind of kicks off my criteria really well, because again, you had the weird, uh, you know, um, Pinocchio music uh and then on top of that talk about uh talk about visuals like just seeing you know like uh just seeing ultron with this like puppet on the string kind of thing uh and then on top of that just like the violence like the like seeing hulk just breaking stuff and everything we knew we were in for for a ride oh dude i love that choice so much and i love every time age of ultron gets love because it deserves it it's so underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, I remember that really getting to me, and like I was just being wowed by that. Where I'm like, you know, Disney has mean lawyers, so they would never let anybody else touch that Pinocchio song. <laughs> but now that yeah. Disney owns so many of these different properties, they can take stuff from their catalog and twist it like that. And I, that's the first time we had seen that done before with anything of theirs. So it it really opened mm-hmm. my eyes to like there's a lot of possibility here. Like this is the beginning of a new era of Disney kind of uh, feeding itself, you know, with its own Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very cool. Age of Ultron. Good choice, my friend. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So I will now serve it, serve it to you. Oh no, I I don't know how to play tennis. I caught the tennis ball in my hand. That's probably some kind of foul. (laughs) I'm going to get, I'm going to get kicked out of Wimbledon. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so the criteria I used was for me, it's all about does, does the trailer speak the language of trailers in the most fluid musical entertaining way to me? 
and that could mm. that could be a mix of anything. It could be visuals, it could be music, it could be whatever. But to me, there's something sort of poetic in my head about the perfect trailer is this, and it's a sort of a, a wave of like you get little sort of raindrops of introduction like here's here's shang chi's dragon tattoo here's the mandarin's bracelets here's this here's that and then the floodgates open and it's like here's full images of people fighting and costumes and whatever and it's just like ah! and then after that wave has gone and you're just riding on calm waters and you take a breath it ends with either something you have been wanting to see for a long time or something you never expected to see. And that boom closes it off. That to me is the, that's the language of a trailer and the, the, the closer it fit to that criteria and the more melodious it felt while it was riding those waves, the higher it ranked for me. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, that was what, it went through and obviously it's, it's not, uh, it's not an exact science by any means, but it's just, it, it does something to the pleasure center of my brain and those waves uh, contribute. So with me here with my sixth favorite one, I went with the second, not first, the second trailer to Captain America civil war that ends with, Ooh. Hey everyone. That uh... that was actually great, great impression. <laughs> uh, that was really good. That was. It's uh, like Spider Man's um, in the room. Yeah. yeah. Now this was controversial though because we have talked about this in the past podcast, which is again, it was a bit aggressive to put a character like that in the uh, in in the trailer mm-hmm. because imagine had we not known, and in the film saw that happen. exactly, uh, and that that definitely made it lose points for me. Like, I think I would have had an emotional response that was completely different if none of us had known that. Uh, But it did ride all those right waves for me. You know, it showed me the little tastes of like, you've seen Iron Man and Captain America fight before, you know, these two dudes don't get along. And now all of a sudden this big bad threat is coming. Who's this guy? He's got a book, blah, blah, blah. He's doing things. He's got the winter soldier coming back. And now there's, a fight happening and then boof floodgates open and we see all these visuals. We see the Avengers. We see, I think we get our first quick shot of black Panther when he's running there on the tarmac and all these little things. And then the, the pop at the end of, Hey, everyone is very, very fun. And I had to stop and I had to think there may have been some people. um, And maybe they're the minority, but there may have been some people who didn't know. And to them, they got that surprise. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. So yeah. Civil War trailer two, you're all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good choice. Solid choice. All right. So next one on my list. Um, I, you know, it was funny. I was trying to see how balanced my list was because I was looking to see how many early ones I was going to take and how many later ones I was going to mm-hmm. take. Um, so the next one on my list is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I'll tell you why. First of all, Ant-Man is a solid story. Like it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do, it doesn't change the game in any way or doesn't 
you know, doesn't break the grounds or change, like, I don't know, break the ceilings, I guess. Like, whichever way it breaks, it doesn't break it. It just tells a solid story and introduces one of the founding members of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Now, I do love the first one. I think the first Ant-Man trailer is good because it is a tone setter. However, it was kind of deceiving because making Hank Pym the older man, like an old man Hank Pym, and kind of have him being like this... Uh, Kind of, I what I will say for for a comic book description and after one at that, he's kind of like an old Bruce Wayne. He's got this supercomputer. He's in the Bat Cave kind of thing or the Ant Cave, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. Um, but it's a fun, it's a fun trailer and it does a good job. Uh, but what I love about the second one is, first of all, we now know what an Ant Man story looks like. We now lo knows how it plays. This and this time around, this was Peyton Reed's like full-on shot at making the movie he always wanted to make that means like there's no other writers that have already built all this stuff no director that already kind of had visuals going a certain way this was his project and he delivered like he knew exactly the kind of experience he wanted fans to see um and not only that and talk about action i i got to see the wasp in the and 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 get like a really good sample of what the action was going to be like in this movie. Um, I cannot tell you enough how much I loved her fight scene in the restaurant, in the kitchen. Um, and they show the the coolest parts of that fight in in the trailer. And not only that, um, talk about atmosphere and tone. The song they chose, which seems like it was orchestrated for the movie, really captures the kind of insect but but uh insect action humorous tone all mixed in one and i can't describe what it sounds like right now but it, they just found a weird insect distorted tone in that song to give it action adrenaline and enthusiasm and i love watching it for that while watching the wasp like catch a fist here back fist there and then do this really cool flip turn while dodging the knife <laughs> then running on the other knife like at like that kind of action sequences i was like yes and then seeing ghosts do like the all the weird kind of uh quantum phasing kind of thing like that was just awesome every time i think of that movie ryan i always think of that salt shaker that she she embiggens and then the guy bumps into it yeah just yeah like, that's so and that that's in the trailer i think so you're right that really that trailer just sells you exactly what it is. And it's like the, the first Ant-Man movie, which I love too. I think it's great. It really feels like, and even with the trailer to it, because it's such a weird concept and it's a new hero that really a lot of people aren't familiar with, it was sold the same way they would sell an early 2000s superhero movie. Like, hey, it's Ghost Rider, look. Um, mm -hmm. And then with Ant-Man and the Wasp, when it came time to promote it and get the trailers out, they started selling it like an MCU movie and you can see the difference in the trailers. Mm -hmm. So that's a, Oh, hundred, hundred. Oh, that's a great choice, man. Uh, I didn't, I totally forgot about this, but the first Ant-Man trailer, uh, if you want to see Hollywood, a really funny example of Hollywood trying to, trying to be kid friendly, when they, in the first Ant-Man trailer, they censor the line. I want you to break into a place and steal some shit. And you can hear the little, you can just hear the faintest audio um, edit of um, Michael Douglas going, I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> enough where you're like, they edited. Yeah, I saw what you did there, Disney. Nice try. 
<laughs> yeah no i mean and again and again though the old man hank pym was this is one of those marvel choices where it's they respect they try to respect the comic books or go for something completely different and they found this kind of perfect middle ground where it was a creative change to the character but it fits the mcu so well because to be fair we've kind of moved on from what the original avengers were mm-hmm. like like in terms of just time flow feel like we're we're in a new kind of modern age Avengers and it, it makes sense to kind of make Scott Lang more of the, the Ant-Man than as opposed to Hank Pym. I, I think it was a brilliant. Movie. Agreed. And maybe this is biased from me because I think Paul Rudd is the most handsome man on planet earth. But after watching Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, I'm like, I will take Scott Lang over Hank Pym any day. Like uh, yeah, he, yeah. he just fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, great choice. All right, what do I have for number five? So number five is an interesting one because it's very, very recent. It is the newest Black Widow trailer. Wow, that one's wow, right out. And that was like, are like that was like what a few weeks that, ago? That that was literally like, like short, either right before or right after we did that podcast where we announced that we were going to do that when you told me this idea. Like, let's do one about the top six hype trailers. Oh, right. Like it was literally right around that time. Yeah. Um, and they dropped this Black Widow trailer. It's, I think, the second full trailer because we've had a couple now. Mm. Uh, it's the most recent one, I think, because it gave me a more, um, it felt less like a big action-y, like, oh, look, she's blowing stuff up. She's wearing a Stormtrooper costume for some reason. And this one felt more like um, an emotional sort of a story trailer. Like, here's what's going on. She's talking to Yelena. And uh, they're kind of having these like sweet moments where she's like, you know, you can be better than me. And Yelena's, I forget what Yelena says. Uh, and we we kind of see these characters from a more down to earth point of view, which Marvel has always been amazing at. So the fact that they start mm-hmm. to sell us that makes me confident in the ability of this movie. Uh, and then also the music was a really cool choice because I think for the first time ever, we have the Avengers theme playing for a non-Avengers movie. They play the Avengers theme, the Alan Silvestri theme, and they put a little Russian twist on it where it's done by like a choir and it's like, ho, 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 and it sounds so cool. It's like if you took the Avengers theme and made it have sex with Duel of the Fates and you're like, okay, there you go. Now you got a new piece of music. Uh, It all just kind of worked. And maybe it's a part of... uh, maybe part of it is because of the sort of unfamiliarity and excitement because I don't know what's going to happen in this movie yet. So there might be excitement of that that's coloring my judgment. But Mm -hmm. after like watching through everything to kind of make my choice, I kept going back to that Black Widow trailer. I'm like something about that music with that combination of story beats in that trailer really spoke to me. So Black Widow new the new one with the operatic avengers theme you're my number five you just rocked it well played sir well played um damn okay (laughs) okay well that no it's good choice i actually honestly i wasn't out of all the trailers i thought you would pick i didn't see that one coming i'm not gonna lie i just i i think it's a good trailer i think it's a good marvel trailer in terms of you know, and especially it, it makes sense with your criteria, mm-hmm. but giving the fans kind of what they want with that character. Um, but in terms of like as a hype, a hype trailer, 
I think the only thing that makes me really hype about it, because again, I don't know Black Widow's story too much. Uh, it does feel like a spy movie, but what excites me is Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Seeing Task, the more I see Taskmaster, the more I want to see that trailer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love Black Widow. I want to see what they're going to do with uh, Red Guardian and uh, and then, of course, the other Black Widows. Uh, or I think I think because Yelena, Yelena is a, the another Black Widow, but the Rachel Wise's character, I think she's Iron Maiden, I think is her name. I can't remember. I think that's her name. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, but I'm curious to see how these characters are going to play together. Um, but overall, what excites me is Taskmaster. Just seeing a villain like that. Um, because again, Marvel does need more villains a- in terms of like with lasting impact. Um, and I think this is a character that you can bring back a hundred different ways. His power uh, almost really necessitates hope. it, I would argue. Like, because he's all about learning. Like, I would argue if you don't yeah. bring him back for more, you're wasting Taskmaster. Exactly. Like, it's, it's just, I, like, Kevin, Kevin Feige, man, like, I am, I am watching this movie with cautious optimism because I really don't want you to wipe out Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned because, again, that character is so flexible and, and there's so much you could do with him. He could be the, the same, he could have the same popularity but as a villain, as as uh, Deadpool, if you play him right. Totally. I, I just got a text from Kevin Feige. He says, don't worry, Ryan, we're not going to waste Taskmaster. So. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, man. You're my hero, mm-hmm. buddy. All right, let's get into our number four. So for me, all right, let me just take a quick gander here. Because I want to I represent this right. So I'm playing this, playing this I right I have a here. feeling from here on okay. out there's going to be a lot of duplicates between you and me. Mm, uh, probably i don't know give me a second here i'm processing processing okay uh, so i got four spaces left right uh yeah 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 okay okay so for me i chose spider-man far from home mm-hmm I had to. Uh, a couple reasons. First of all, Mysterio. Seeing Mysterio for the first time in a trailer, like, epic. And, like, because, you know, we knew he was coming because it was obviously announced. And and I was following social media a bit more aggressively at the time. Like, I was really kind of just checking things out. And I saw the comic and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, that he was reading of Mysterio. And it's like, oh, well, it's happening. And it's like, head explode um my brother and i already started speculating right away my brother came up with a cool concept after the trailer which got me really worried but this is how genius this trailer is first of all i love the humor of the trailer um it kicks off with what i would consider that spider-man humor um and he's like where the where he's with the cops and the guy's like oh what so you're gonna be the next iron man now and he's like well no i can't i'm too busy doing your job like that's like such a spider-man witty one-liner like that was perfect like it it's the best way to do it and what's crazy is is that that is i think it's Silvermane's gang that's like um it's actually like a Spider-Man gang group in from the comics in there. So it was really cool to see. It was a deleted scene in the end, um, but it was really cool to see. But what uh, the trailer also gave us the music uh, with the Ramones again. 
Um, but it also sold most people. And I think it was really clever because it, it kind of created converse, controversial conversation where they almost, I'm going to even say it and you guys can be, I'm sure you guys listening to this are like, dude, no, like, come on. We all knew he was bad, but did you really, were you really convinced that Mysterio was bad? Like, if you really think about it, were you really convinced? Um, for me, I want to say I was, but there was a part of me being like, man, maybe he actually is like a different Mysterio because there, there is an anti-hero Mysterio. Like he has been an anti-hero. So, so for me at this point, um, the trailer really did a good job of, of creating the, the seed that he might, might have, might be a multiverse Mysterio. Um, then the, the additional layer on top of that, um, the additional layer on top of that was all the interviews and promos around this was, um, they actually, Jake Gyllenhaal would say, and I quote, he'd be like, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's come to help Spider-Man. He's come to do this. And, and it was like, oh man, like maybe they did write it this way. And my mm -hmm. brother came up with this brilliant theory that it's Peter Parker from parallel universe, but he had to come in the Mysterio outfit for some reason. Um, that I can't remember, but I remember being like, oh damn, like that's good. Like that's, that actually makes me go at first. I was kind of concerned because I want to see my Mysterio. I want to see him making people believe he's the good guy, which is a classic Mysterio and then flipping the script. And when they did that in the movie, oh my God, it was like, I was, I thought I was seeing one movie until that bar scene. And then I saw a completely different movie and I was all along for the ride at that point. It was, oh the best do you remember how you reacted when you saw him in the trailer for the first time yeah, uh, i was just pure delight like the most childhood delight and it was just because like it was that wonder of seeing what his magic and an illusion would look like right and what was crazy was uh what was crazy was was when you see him fighting the water guy and he does his thing uh, kind of like the Doctor Strange thing. I love seeing the triangular eyes. Like I thought that was really cool. But like at first I didn't even think it was an illusion because I thought he was fighting Hydro Man. So it was kind of like these layers. Again, like in the end, I was kind of like, okay, maybe it is illusion. Like I kind of had these internal dialogues with myself, but I didn't concretely believe that it was one way. I was I was in a constant struggle with myself of seeing where this movie was going to go. And I, and I think that's the beauty of the trailer mm -hmm. is that is the beauty of the trailer is, is very much that is, is Mysterio's trying to make you think one way and the movie completely deceives you. And that's Mysterio in a nutshell. I agree. I actually like that. I think the far from home trailer is, is better than the homecoming trailer. And with the, with mm -hmm. the hindsight that we have now, it's, I think it's because that homecoming trailer it spoils the whole fairy scene up to and including the aftermath of Tony saying, if you're nothing without the suit, you, you shouldn't have it. Like that's all in the trailer. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Sony didn't, they, didn't yeah. they teach you how to make trailers? Like what's going on? Like they gave so much away. And I feel like the far from home trailer, um, none of the, the hot moments in the story were spoiled in that trailer. It was just, it was giving you the movie they, they told you you were getting, which was Mysterio's here to help. Um, and then the movie itself pulls that rug out from under you, even though like we all felt like, you know, there's no way they're going to let him be a good guy. Right. Like they still had a little bit of a shock for us. 
They <laughs> ah shock. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, exactly. So I couldn't agree more. And that's, that's why I think that trailer is, is definitely one of those things where it's, it's, it's more brilliant than it looks like it's, there's a lot going on on, on that trailer. And I, I, I'll admit when it first came out, I definitely watched it like a billion times. <laughs> Just repeat, 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 repeat. Very nice. I'm loving your choices, man. Those are great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh boy. All right. Where am I? Number four. Okay. You know, Ryan, I've never told you this about, about you, about yourself, but I have to say, for all the people out there who've never had the pleasure of meeting Ryan, let me say this about you, Ryan. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right. Ah, I'm hooked on a feeling. Yeah, this trailer, Guardians of the Galaxy. Whew, this was everything mm -hmm. I could ever want in a trailer. When this came out, um, I I'm typically the kind of person who actually doesn't watch trailers over and over and over again. I usually watch them like maybe two, three times, and then I'm good. Um, I think it's because I I want to see as little of the movie as possible until I see the movie because I want as much of the movie as possible to shock me. So I try to like stop myself at a certain point. But with this one, I I could not stop watching it because I loved everything about it. And again, it, it crested those waves in just the right way. And I love when popular music in a trailer is not just there and like, here's a song. Like like the first Avengers trailer. Here's a song about how I hate my life. <laughs> like this was, here's this song, that very popular song that everybody, almost everybody knows. And then we're going to take some things, we're going to twist it, and we're going to drag this part out where it's like, oh, gotcha, gotcha. And we're going to turn that into like the background of an action thing. And you see Rocket on Groot's shoulder shooting something. This changed the way, Ryan, that I think about movie trailers. I have not thought about movie trailers the same since this guardians of the galaxy trailer and it mm. all culminates in that great little line because it's introducing the characters to a lot of people including me i only had a passing knowledge of drax and rocket and that was it so for them to show these five and be like they call themselves the guardians of the galaxy what a bunch of a-holes ah! i'm just like sold take my money here it is here please all all of the guardians please thank you very much mm -hmm. i i still just can't stop smiling even when i'm talking about this this trailer rocks my world honestly i i, I will never forget when jimmy kimmel did the premiere trailer like he was the first to announce it and then like we saw like and it and it <laughs> i i couldn't I, I we've definitely talked about it in a past podcast because i remember listening to it but we definitely I, I think it was on the Guardians episode, which James Gunn liked. Seal of approval. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, but what I loved about the title cards in that in that trailer was from the studio that brought you Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers, like all this stuff, and it brings you a movie that's so good it's criminal. Like it's so clever. Um, the writing's clever. The the yes, the tone is clever. To be honest, uh, I, it was originally on my list until another one took it and bumped it off. Wow. Uh, because again, narrowing it down to six guys is not easy. No. That was 
this this actually took a lot of careful uh, curation to figure out what what properly deserves to be on there. Um, and I could I could do like a thousand honorable mentions. <laughs> Basically, every will, other trailer mention. is an honorable mention. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. yes. I will mention one after our list that I do want to just say because it, but it doesn't quite qualify, and I'll explain why. Um, but that wasn't my favorite Guardians trailer specifically of that movie. Uh, my favorite one is the extended UK trailer. Ooh. The extended UK trailer, uh, because there was two, there were two trailers. You had the hooked on a feeling was like the kickoff one. And then there was a second wave of like the full trailer. Cause I think that one was like a teaser trailer trailer. Um, but the, but the, tr the first trailer, the U S got, um, spirit in the sky and then the UK did cherry bomb. Oh, that's and funny. yeah, UK did cherry bomb and talk about music that gets you jacked to see that movie. Like they, the, the way the movie kicks off is they kick off with that speech of, um, he's like, yeah, you, you know what I see losers. And he's like, folks who have lost stuff. Like, it just sets this tone for that movie that just got me so electrified. Just like, this is going to be epic. And you're right. Like, these are characters that nobody really knew. Like, to the fans who knew Guardians of the Galaxy and you've loved it since, power to you for discovering that group. I mean, it would have been hard to defend. It would have been hard to defend how interesting those characters are until you got a movie like that. Because now you can't. Like if you pick up the the Guardians of the Galaxy Legacy comic, you see it in a totally different light now. Mm -hmm. um, but the but the the flow, the writing, all that stuff is there from the comic in the movie. But but you kind of just it transforms the whole experience. So yeah, hundred percent, great choice, my friend. Great choice. Thank you. I'm I'm curious. I know you you said you didn't like rank yours, but do you know mm -hmm. which trailer? edged out hooked on a feeling because you said it was almost there and then another one edged it out i i yes actually and it segues into my next <laughs> How, you don't plan this like you just don't script it this no way. you just don't we're just that good so, yeah so guardians would have been the next like that very number on my list like like this would have been number uh, three for me now like it was just that perfect trailer um Oh, sorry, this is. Wait, am I your on? your oh, number three I'm, is next? My number three is next. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, so yeah, so technically, this would have been like Guardians would have been like three because, um, yeah, and it would have been the UK Cherry Bomb because it just I remember watching it a a good few times because I remember I was in a bit of a DC spell for a while and I needed a Marvel just. And this was way after Guardians of the Galaxy came out, but I needed a Marvel trailer just to get me back in that hype. And that's why I would watch the Guardians one because it was just, it captured it so well. Mm -hmm. Now, the the trailer that bumped it off the list was the Shang-Chi teaser trailer. Wow. That's right. Yeah, I remember you it, were raving about that one last week. It It's so timely, but at the same time... Um, I think what blows my mind is it does what Guardians did as well. It's taking a character not a lot of people know about. I know him because I followed Iron Fist a lot. So Iron Fist would kind of be rolling around in the same group. Um, 
and uh i do love sung chi the character not only that because he taught he did an epic comic where he taught spider-man how to do like spider food and he actually created a martial art for spider-man which was really cool. Wicked. um uh so so yeah so this trailer just does exactly what guardians does and it introduces you to a new world of marvel that you've just never never really seen before um and you know playing on the elements that you're talking about which is like give give the fans what they want i love how you say that especially using song chi as an example because the interesting thing about this is that this trailer did give fans what they want a proper mandarin like <laughs> right out of the gate and his voice um man just the 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 tone setting the authority his voice brings as the character i'm excited um especially too because one thing you got to comment and compliment uh ben kingsley on as the mandarin when he is the mandarin and we're not talking the joke trevor slater like when he is the mandarin those videos are scary like that makes that portrays him as a scary villain um, so you have to be able to, if you're going to retcon the character, I think retcon is the appropriate word for this. If you're going to retcon the character and and try to recreate them, um, you have to match the intensity of Ben Kingsley uh, when he was the Mandarin and then surpass that and give the actual authority of the character. Uh, and they did it. They 100% did it. Uh, and not only that, I mean, uh, Simu Liu, I uh, love seeing him as Sang-Chi. Uh, he, as the actor, fully embodies the physicality of a Marvel comic. Um, and you do see it in the trailer. He does the pose, mm-hmm. um, and, and the fights are just like like the split kick. If you pause that, there's your comic frame right there. Like the, the split kick right on the edge of the kicks. Uh, I, watched an, I watched another YouTube video, which brought up a good point that you don't quite see right out of the gate if you watch all the hits they all look like they landed they actually do make physical contact with the characters so these fight scenes are going to be just insane so talk about good action visual talk about good action visuals atmosphere with the mandarin narrating sort of through the trailer um and the music i mean i like the kind of hip-hop tone because hip-hop has always been influenced uh by um by hong kong martial arts cinema um, you know, you talk about the Wu-Tang Clan, the whole, the whole, the whole concept of Wu-Tang Clan uh, is derived from a lot of that kind of martial art film culture uh, that they used. And it's, it's incredible to see, um, you know, uh, they talk about liquid swords. Uh, they talk about the, the mystery of uh, shadow chess boxing, like all that stuff. Like it's all in the Wu-Tang Clan. It's all epic. It's all there. Um, and they actually pull a lot of uh, clips from martial art movies. So to see them use hip hop in a way in the trailer, which was really smart um, to kind of remind us that they're where the influences are coming from. The other thing I love is like these kind of seventies villains where we got death dealer and he just looks like, he looks like those weird colorful villains that we used to get out of the comics yeah. um, with the mask and the, the ninja look with the, the ponytail. I thought that was really neat. Um, and then we got these ridiculous villains uh, like Razor Fist, who's got the sword coming out. Uh, and and then uh, we also got um, uh, Song Chi's sister, 
um, kind of like stepsister thing, I think it is, uh, or half sister. I can't remember what it is. Uh, anyways, so we got that going on in there. So this and, and the cage fighting already, we're getting this weirdly different fantasy martial art tone with this movie that's just beautifully put together. Um, also, I, I, it looks like there's this like Chronicles of Narnia battle that I can't even begin to describe what it looks like because like I think there's like lions battling lions, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's just colorful. And there's rumors that that battle actually is going to lead to Fing Fang Foom the dragon. Um, so we're we may we may get that. Uh, also, what I love is the 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 uh, Chinese martial art influence in the movie because I love that the 10 rings are iron bracelets yeah. as opposed to rings this time around, which I think is a great way to, again, make these changes to the character and just recast it in a, in a way that fits the tone appropriately. But at the same time, um, at the same time, kind of introduces culture in a fun way um, with, with this and like the iron bracelets, like I love seeing him do it. I hope we see like all these cool motions that he does using the rings to like do all these crazy things. Um, so by the way, if you're listening on the podcast side of it, I'm doing like these gesture martial art gestures of like the ring sliding around. If you want to see like a good example of what it could look like, um, definitely watch Kung Fu Hustle because they actually use that martial art form um, where they, uh, they use the rings and he like the guy like punches people and goes flying. It's super awesome. I like this choice a lot, man. I, I can't wait for the Mandarin um he is like one of the villains i grew up with the most and i mm -hmm. just i love the idea of finally seeing him i like that they're making his costume blue i think that's a really cool choice like we have so many green villains in marvel green and purple it's like okay let, let's throw some variety in there just for fun just for fun yeah we get yeah. it we get it uh so i love that and like i my dad was a huge huge fan of 70s hong kong cinema like i remember being little mm -hmm. and watching like the big boss with him uh so yes that that's sort of ingrained in me through him and like when i see this trailer all i can think of is oh dad would he would have loved this movie so much so i'm really excited to see mm -hmm. that for that aspect too uh, again great choice man you're you're rocking these choices i like these thank you you as well you're doing you're doing a great job thank you, know? you. um uh, what, what am i on number three okay yeah. So here's where I think we're going to really start having some crossover on our list here. Perhaps. So I'm just going to make a noise and you're going to know which trailer I'm talking about. Okay. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I, told, I totally picked that too. That was my next one. That was my next one. <laughs> Oh boy. I mean, like, I don't know what I can say about this trailer that hasn't already been said. Um, I, the idea of a Thor movie, it, it's, it's a Eureka moment is what it is. It's the classic Eureka moment in science where if there was a scientist who was trying to figure out how do you make good movies out of the Thor story from Marvel comics, the, the first two movies were fine, but there's something missing in the equation. Somebody, you didn't carry a one somewhere, right? Something's missing. Then along comes this trailer and says, make it look like every meatloaf album cover from the 1980s. 
Eureka. That's how you do it. And it's so goddamn colorful. And every one of those shots, like you just want to paint it on the side of a van and go driving around the country with this van with like Hella, like riding a Pegasus or something. Like it's just, it's out of this world bananas. And it's exactly what Thor needed to be. Kate Blanchett catching a hammer. Like I, I can't, I can't say anything bad about this trailer, except that I like it just slightly less than the two that are coming after it. That's it. That's really it. Like it's, so so to be fair, you're gonna you're gonna say your next trailer after my little rant about Ragnarok here because it's only fair you catch up now or yeah you you essentially have to catch up now, um, um or I can throw in a sub but I think it's fair I think it's fair to let you catch up and then we'll we'll talk okay. about it. All right, so here's what I'm gonna say about Ragnarok. First of all, fun side note is that you guys you guys all share this excitement right now. Like you guys just thinking about the trailer, we all share that excitement. And I love how you call it the Eureka moment because Thor 1, I think Thor 1 and 2 kind of suffered from this like elastic band that kept just kept it tame. Like they, they, they were trying to create a very enchanted experience. And the thing is to, in order to feel that enchantment, it's, it's, it's that Disney effect of where there's kind of this norm that we all experience and and yet there's an element that is brought to your world that makes it enchanted, mm-hmm. right? So that's why with Jane Foster, we kind of saw that same structure um, with, with Thor appearing in her world and elevating, you know, er- enchanting everything, essentially. Um, and, I, and, and Thor, too, got it right in the sense of like, okay, we need to take it further. We need to take it away from the world. Uh, way from Midgard and let's just go like into the other realms and all this stuff. Um, and, but still that band was there. It's still something was, was keeping it tame and like, nope, nope, you got to play it this way because it's going to be the, it's got to be the way to do it. And I will say dark world is a pass. It is a pass of a movie, but it still doesn't capture what the other movies got. Like to be fair, the other movies were we're in New York. Like, you know, like you can't really get too weird with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from guardians, which guardians at this point, like you, you, um, which is again, dark world came out before guardians, but guardians proved like, just, just go like, just go. Like you could have done guardians all on spaceships and call it a day, but no, you, you got, you got to show Xandar. What does the planet look like? You got to show, um morag you got or morag you got to show these planets to show how different things are where they where they were nowhere like yeah. nowhere is the weirdest place um but thor it feels like it feels like if new york was medieval and painted with gold mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it just it just felt tame so in comes ragnarok and ragnarok that rubber band snapped and just they just ran they just booked it and you know i think what taika brought was this kind of like you said this kind of like meatloaf album with this beautiful 80s synth sound and giving us like 80s comic book thor with bright colors um but edgy tones uh with attitude and yeah like it was just a gorgeous trailer i remember going into different 
stores at work and we were talking like at the time we were trying to show off what like a 4k video would look like on a computer and i'd be like have you seen the thor trailer it's in 4k and i would just like deep dive into it because it was perfect it was just like the perfect movie to show like just colors and and thor finally getting thor right and just having so much fun with it like you guys have to understand taika saved thor like after this third movie whatever it was gonna be like chris hemsworth was done he was like okay i've got my avengers movies ragnarok it's all done now he's continuing for a couple more movies because he loves working with taika like that's huge that's massive that's that's what they needed it's exactly what they needed i think the best way i can sum it up visually is i personally this is just a personal bias i don't i'm not a huge fan of the way marvel comics looked in like 2008 like i have the civil war comic i have the trade paperback beautiful story i love civil war i think it's an ugly looking comic everything is brown and dark red it's it looks horrible mm-hmm. i don't like the way it looks and Thor 1 and 2, it looked like they were they just owned that copy of Civil War. And they're like, this is what comics look like. Make it look like this. Make it look like comics from 2008. Then along comes Taika. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, guys, we got to make this look like comics in 1968. This is how you do Thor. Uh, and that, like you said, beautifully, rubber band, just snap, man. That's it. That's, that's open. I would, I would even argue not even, not even 1968. Like, like we talk about the, um, we talk about the, the skybox trading cards that, that we, we still have to do our little open box. Mm-hmm. Thing of. Um, but, uh, but that 1993 era where we're getting these new edgy artists, but are basing it off of Jack Kirby's designs, but are creating this kind of attitude to it like the broad shoulder pads and like the, the really kind of neonish colors. Like that's what Ragnarok was to me. Like that's the, it just, it was that snapshot of those trading cards and it was gorgeous. And just listening to eighties metal, like that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It's, Oh man. I, I don't know who is going to helm the next green lantern movie or show or whatever they're going to do, but Please take a page out of Tyka's book and make it colorful because Green Lantern is a very colorful story. And if you try to ruin it by making yeah. it dark and edgy, it's not green. You might as well call it dark gray lantern at that point and call it a day. My, our, our fellow comic book fans, you know, you guys, you comic book movie watcher people out there. I'm going to tell you guys right now, the scariest words you should ever hear a director say is I want it dark and tragic. <laughs> you hear those two words, the movie's going to be God awful. Unless it's Batman, it's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. So stop doing it. Even watch Moon Knight. Moon Knight, let's see how they do Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight's supposed to be Marvel's Batman. Let's see how they do that. Heck, give me Blade. Show me how they're going to do Blade. Because filming's going to start in July. So give me Blade. Show me how they're going to do that. Because if I, I swear to God, if I hear the words dark and tragic one more time, I'm going to flip out. And it's not. It's the. I mean, if you want to people to feel the darkness and tragicness don't tell me that show me that um so yeah i can't stress that enough great call though great trailer call out all right hit us with your next one all right so my next one is my number two now this one is uh this one just hit me in all the right feels and it is the i believe the full final trailer i think it's the final because I, I was having trouble finding what version it was, right? I don't know mm-hmm. how many exist for this, but 
I think it's the final full trailer of WandaVision. Yeah, that's trailer two, buddy. I know exactly which one you're talking about. The one that just, uh, the one that plays uh, Daydream Believer by the Monkees. Yeah. That was just a beautiful trailer. And it it came at the right time because it was like, we haven't had Marvel for like almost a year because of COVID. Like what, what's, what's happening? What are we going to get? And then along comes this beautiful little quiet trailer of just, you know, we see Wanda in black and white and she turns and you see Vision. He says, Wanda. And he smiles at her and she smiles at him. And the Marvel logo comes up and the music starts kicking in. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, so enchanted and i'm like this is beautiful where are they going with this and it it just kept showing me all these juicy tidbits of this show uh just enough sitcom stuff and just enough action stuff to make me as intrigued as i need to be for a show like this and then just kicking it off with that great shot of them just holding hands and looking out the window daydream believer and i'm i'm just like my feet are up and i'm like i am so sold I'm already waiting at the Disney back lot to, to, to see what this looks like. Send me there. Yeah. You're already, you're already logging into Disney plus. <laughs> <to> just, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's funny. Cause you did tell me that was like one of the best constructed trailers you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it hits all the right notes. I think what it did for me as a Marvel fan. And, and again, talk about like going off of the, the, the rant of Thor Ragnarok is it, it was the sign that Marvel is getting weird and they're leaning into it in the best way. Um, because WandaVision was so incredibly different. Um, it To people who have been casual fans of Marvel, they were coming to me now and being like, I loved WandaVision because it was so different than a traditional superhero story overall. And they were they were stoked. They were like, "What's next?" And they did like people that people now are coming out of the woodwork, being like, "Okay, how do I how do I watch this MCU? Is there any movies I can avoid?" I love like, that. Like, I'm already getting questions like that, which is like, yes, like, like it's one of those things where it's like that's. I used to be kind of like, "Oh, you're catching on now. You're not really a fan." Like, come <laughs> on. I'm for me. I'm I'm excited. Like the fact that that show brought in new viewers that's the key man like you here's the thing guys like as excited and as passionate as i get when marvel marvel does something comic book related i need them to do different things because if they kept doing what i wanted eventually people would get tired of it right and and marvel especially kevin and the creative team um you you know the the amount of pressure I, I, you know, I would love to be in Kevin Feige's shoes and be the guy that writes off on all the projects and says like, yeah, like, let's film this to, to be that person and the amount of responsibility you have to surprise and delight old fans and bring in new fans is that, that, that's a skill you can't teach. There's no amount of objectivity that you can teach to a person to, to walk that fine line. And WandaVision was the best product of giving comic book fans who who I know there are a lot of female fans out there who love Scarlet Witch and wanted to see her get justice with her character. She had some great moments in the in the movies, 
but this show really cemented a lot of fans being like yeah that's that's the scarlet witch i know and and seeing that moment was perfect and um and not only that for me as a comic book fan makes me want to go okay house of m like i need to revisit i need to revisit the house of m and see how that went down because that's that's something else like that's crazy um for that kind of story so yeah i i totally 100 agree with you man like solid choice solid number two thank you yeah wandavision just had there, there's something about a, a trailer that can turn heads that you wouldn't expect to be turned like i, I remember being mm. in a theater i can't remember what we were watching but i was in a theater with my mom years and years and years ago and the trailer came on for the dark knight and when that trailer ended, she turned to me with this look of awe and she's like, that's a Batman movie? Like, she was like, I, I want to know more. Like, I, I, when's that coming out? And that's how WandaVision felt. Like, I, I can just see a, uh, an ocean of people who are aware of the MCU, but not really fans, seeing that and just being totally enchanted by it like I was. And then turning to the person next to them and being like, that's Marvel? That's what Marvel is, this? when does it start like that that's exactly what you want especially at this critical juncture where the infinity saga is over if there's ever going to be a jumping on point this is it so yeah exactly and it's funny you say that too because um isabella uh isabella's mom hasn't seen like she's she's a film person she loves watching movies i mean i mean who isn't right but she's one of those people that that loves like you know loves movies because of certain film techniques and all Mm -hmm. that stuff like she's a film student you know what i mean um and she was talking about like oh i've only seen oh man she's like i've only seen avengers one and like she's only seen like bits and pieces but it was i now normally me i would leap out of my seat and be like 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 vomit like all this like love for the mcu but it was fun to see it was fun to see Isabella, who's been a fan, not, but in like, like she'll admit, like not a fan like me, but a fan watching them, getting excited for them. And she'll, but now the way she talks about it is she's like, oh man, have you seen WandaVision? Because it's so different. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just, it brings this new conversation about Marvel. And to be honest, what I loved was like, yes, we got WandaVision, then we got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but now people are already talking about, and for me, like, I love how they did something weird and then something familiar, like, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is a great story. Um, did they do some cool stuff? Of course they did. Did they break the scene? Like, did they break or do anything groundbreaking? No, not really. They did some cool ideas. Like they brought in Mandrapore and they, they gave us Baron Zemo finally. Um, but did they, did they really break, do anything groundbreaking like WandaVision did? No, but that's not, that's not a bad thing because now we're going back to familiar where certain characters can play and, and give you just a fun Marvel story. Um, also kind of just tackling some interesting stuff, but now the next show, which I think is really weird, but I'm interested is Loki. That's right. Yeah. So they, they are, uh, they're alternating and they're getting new fans to kind of, so that it's not jarring. It's, it's so well played. Uh, all right, boss. I think you're on your last trailer, aren't you? Yeah. But my number one, number one. All right. 
So, um, what I will also say, by the way, think about it this way too, guys. We got WandaVision, really weird. Falcon Winter Soldier, familiar. Loki, getting weird. And then we got Black Widow, familiar. Spy movie, you know, spy movie stuff. I'll be very curious to see what they're going to do. And then we go into uh, Song-Chi, and we're getting right back into weird in the best way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this kind of up, uphill, downhill experience. Um, all right, my number one, here we go is ghost rider spirit of vengeance captain america <laughs> what ghost rider spirit what of vengeance. You... oh god don't even. i'm so sorry i took oh. away your moment go ahead go ahead you monster <laughs> how dare you bring such blasphemy um repent and thou shalt be saved no all right so um my movie was captain america the first avenger is solid trailer um now music wise it's not as strong as my other choices because again it didn't take a strong musical position because at this point with with marvel phase one it was competing with dark knight period Mm. like i'll admit dc had one movie that people attached to a lot strong a lot more strongly and more committedly than what Marvel was throwing out because Iron Man was good and it was, and people were starting to be like, Hey, you know, Marvel's not that bad. Marvel's got interesting characters. And it's funny. Cause they're looking at me like, Oh, Marvel's got Iron Man. That's a pretty good character. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, it was, it was really, it was really kind of like a weird conversation. Like we've talked about the acting students in our classroom would be like, Dark Knight's like the best cinematic, you know, comic book experience you'll ever get. And and then when Iron Man came out, they're like, they're like, yeah, I mean, Marvel's got Iron Man. That's pretty cool. And it's just like, like, you don't even know X-Men. Like, like, I know we got Brian Singer's X-Men, but you don't know X-Men. Mm. Like, like, and the, they, they, they would look over Spider-Man 2, which, which in my mind is still a strong movie. Like, it's still old. Spider-Man 2? Um. Yeah, Spider-Man, uh, Rami's, Rami's Spider-Man yeah, 2, not the amazing one. It, it's amazing, that movie. It's uh, it's still, uh, I still hold it up there, like, next to Homecoming and Spider-Verse as, like, my three favorite Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it, it holds. It, and and if these rumors are true, it's, it totally makes sense why they would bring back uh, Alfred Malona, like, to bring to bring such an amazing actor who who really brought the soul of this character to life. Mm-hmm. But going back to the main conversation here, and, and the reason why I chose Captain America First Avenger, so the atmosphere, like the music, they were trying to go for this kind of theatrical orchestra because Batman just really delivered that kind of cinematic tone. So they kind of did it. But let's flip it to the other two uh, criteria that I have. So the other two criteria here is, first of all, atmosphere. This movie, I was beginning to like Captain America at this point. He did some pretty cool things, you know. Um, in the in the video games, he was finally getting some justice, some real solid spotlight in there. Um, he just finished a huge stunt, uh, a stint with uh, some Jim Lee art and like this hero heroes reborn kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and also like I think it was just around Civil War time, but Cap was pretty bomb. Like Cap was. Cap was becoming really cool. Um, was he cooler than Spider-Man or X-Men? No, like he wasn't, he's not going to get to that level until this movie. This movie 
The trailer did such a good job setting the tone for what not only kicking off probably one of the most historical characters, not no pun intended. Actually, there's a little pun intended, <laughs> but but this character captured the soul of future Marvel heroes from that point on. Like it just it understood what a superhero movie should be about. And 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 it's kind of interesting because it really plays to Richard Donner's Superman so well in such a Marvel way because it's you know it's it it kicks off with um uh it kicks off with uh, Tommy Lee Jones being like you know wars are not wars are um fought with weapons but they are won by men we are going to win this war because we have the best men and it kind of if you think about it guys if you kind of look at it with hindsight now it's kind of like marvel's taking their jab at dc at this point you know we are going to do this cuz we have the best men you know mm. like and they're going to get better much much better <laughs> um but uh but i mean iron man really definitely broke the ground and and definitely brought a lot of heart to the marvel cinematic universe and it's and it's a lot about that perseverance and and the will to change things um but captain america brought the soul like really brought the soul to it. I wish I could say the same, like I wish I could say something that sentimental about Thor, but it just, it wasn't there for him yet. Mm -hmm. It just, it, he just couldn't find that grounding the way the first, the other two had. And so, yeah, you're getting this tone and he's like, wars are fought with weapons, but they're won by men. And then you just get that project rebirth and you see him and just like this, that you hear that, and then just we are going to win this war because we have the best men and um and he's like and the enemy is not what you expect and i'm surprised they did this in the trailer but at the same time i think they needed it because when you see uh, and i really wish they kept this actor i really wish hugo weaving would still do these movies but when you see him do the the face pull off the reveal of how comic book that is like like he just looked like just like it looked like you were it it officially looked like you were watching a comic book become a movie mm -hmm. and i can't describe it other than that like it just he just looked so villainous like it, it and like car, in the best cartoony way but he was a scary villain like he just he looked monstrous and it's just like you know, and the villain's not what you expect. And it, then you have this crusade of a movie about, you know, just like like Captain America not liking bullies and like just, you know, this war. And just like this is – and it, it, in the end, you, you walk away with this is good versus evil. And this goes back to that conversation where it's like if I could go back in time and tell my younger self, you know, like you, like, you thought X-Men was good. I, what if I told you that the Captain America movie was going to be infinitely better? <laughs> I, I would have punched myself in the nad so hard. I'd be like, you no, you can't time travel and just say that to me. You can't do that because it's not true. It's not true. And here we are today. A Captain America first Avenger movie kicked off what was probably the most mind blowing until still today the most astonishing Marvel experience ever. 
Well said. Okay. I, I have to take you on a little quick journey through what just went on in my head the last 10 seconds. I just pictured, I pictured the time traveling you of today and like the, yeah. the nine-year-old Ryan, right? <laughs> you guys are in Cloud City and you're like, Captain America's movie would be better than Spider-Man. And you're, the little RJ is like, that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> And he just starts he just starts sobbing. No, no. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. But like honestly, growing up, like I was like Spider-Man number one. Like even the X-Men cartoon was great, but I still thought Spider-Man was better. I'm like, Spider-Man's number one. He's the best character. And now to me, it's like, yeah, Spider-Man's still my childhood like hero character. But I love Captain America almost just as much now. Like, he is a sick character. And in that cartoon that you're watching right now, he's a badass. He's, gr- he's a badass character. He's great on the show. And he has, like, since this movie has come out, he has become synonymous in my brain with you. Like, when I think of Captain America, I think of you. Um, oh, my <laughs> and I, you used a great word a few minutes back describing the trailer. You used the word crusade. And I think that's very important. Because everything about that trailer was like from the, the 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 time period, the setting to the Joe Johnston aesthetic because he directed to, to the music they're playing. It felt like, and to the comic book pulpy nature, like you said, of Red Skull and just the, the pure, just oozing villainousness of the Nazis that are on screen. It felt like a, an Indiana Jones movie with superheroes. And mm-hmm. that got me double excited. There was the excitement of here's this Marvel character that I've known my whole life, but never really gotten familiar with. Like I've seen him at parties, but I've never really gotten to talk to Cap. You know, I've been too busy flirting with Spider-Man the whole time. So let me go see if Cap's interesting. And on top of that, it's like, and it looks like an Indiana Jones movie. Yay, more please. So you're right. That trailer uh, did everything it needed to do. Showing the face. Great call. I, I think if if that movie had come out today, Let's see. Captain America came out, I think, in 2011. So it's a decade old now. Wow. I think that if it had come out today, the trailer would have had period-specific music in it. Because I think it was an interesting choice that they didn't have that. Even in the movie, I can't think of them ever playing a full, or at least like a a piece of music. Like you have the great Star Spangled Man with a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, But they didn't use period specific music all that much in that movie, if at all. And I think if it had come out today, I have a feeling that trailer would have like, they would have been rocking some Glenn Miller. <laughs> if, if, uh, if this was a yeah. 2021 movie. Oh yeah. Or, uh, or like some sort of nom, snob music. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of like old rock and roll at that time. Um, well, in the forties, you didn't even have uh, rock and roll. You had Glenn Miller. You had, um, Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. I see maybe. Uh, Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's the thing though. So yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I don't know. I, th- I think that that movie was just so aptly timed. Like it was just the, it was just the right timing for that movie. You, I think if you've done it now, it may have worked. It may have still kicked off the same way, but it's just Marvel needed something to catalyze the momentum they were building. Mm-hmm. They needed something to just, just, take it that one step further just you know and and just have that 
have that presence that's going to just transform the entire universe. And Cap was the perfect person just to, to line it all up. Beautiful trailer, beautiful choice. That's mm-hmm. America's ass. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. So I'm on my last one. And this one, forgive me, is some folks out there might uh, jump on the comments section and pounce in there and be like, that doesn't count, Andrew. You can't do that one. But I'm doing it. I'm doing our very, very new phase four COVID is ending. Movie theaters are coming back. Stan Lee wants people to be together because that man next to you, he's your brother. That woman, she's your sister. How could I not pick this? Right? Like you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you my you know, I had it on my list somewhere, but I, I didn't know where to put it in or how to put it in because mine all mine were very carefully crafted, but you I'm glad you you know what I am glad you put it in there because it deserves to be on it, it does deserve to be on there. And it I think it, it what makes it special to me is it's it's a three-pronged attack. Uh the first prong being you're getting titles and footage and things that you haven't seen yet. So you're getting new stuff. Second prong is it's a trailer for the return of movie theaters and the, the sense of togetherness that that brings. And the third and final prong is even though he's no longer with us, his message could not ring any louder or clearer. It's still so relevant Mm -hmm. and it's still something that we all need to remember. And it's still beating in the heart of everything that the MCU produces. And for, for them to stick me with those three prongs at once, um, like I, (laughs) I, I felt a whole lot of feels and I was so happy that that trailer existed that the contents of the trailer itself didn't even really matter all that much to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of the the titles of Captain Marvel and Black Panther. I'm not. I actually prefer the old ones where it was just the number. But I love this, this trailer so much and everything it stands for that I don't even care. Like, I'm just on cloud nine that they gave us this message and that they're celebrating this big thing uh, globally. Like it's, it's a thing everybody can, can relate to like, Hey, we can eventually come back to that because that no matter what country you live in, no matter what part of the world you're in, that rings true. I get to come back to that and Hey, that's my brother. That's my sister. It it is a universal concept. Even a non-Marvel fan can watch that and be like, this is a beautiful message. I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I was, I wouldn't say I was disappointed by the the title slates for the Marvels and uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. My only concern with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I feel like that's that's what you would do for the third film. I don't think you would do that for the third second or fourth. Like what? Do you, yeah, like I and what do you do? What do you do after Wakanda Forever? I mean, because isn't that what it's all about? Third one's like, called Wakanda Still Wakanda, guys. <laughs> still a cut um i mean don't get me wrong i i could not imagine 
how hard it is to move forward with Black Panther. I and I I have the deepest condolences, but at the same time the deepest respect for them to find find a way to just respect everything and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's hard too because like it's it's one of those things where if it was a standalone film, like let's just say it was a standalone film that just had such such an impact, you would take a break. Like you would take a huge breather and just like just take a moment and just like let it let things be, you know what I mean? But for them to have to go back into it, because like I don't want to say it's like it's a service to the fans, but it's one of those things where where fans fans kind of need it you know what i mean like fans need need that movie to have its place so it can and so the story can just continue forward um it takes a lot of strength to do that but i just yeah wakanda forever i mean like that's what i would do for the third fourth you know whatever coup de gras like the the final film like just really hammer it home i i would even say third i would stick with a solid third like you know this is like your return of the jedi this is like your wakanda forever like this is that I that's that's what you're trying to do with this trilogy, um, but if Wakanda Forever is the second one, then how would you name the third? One? Yeah, it's a strange choice, and it feels very reactionary. I feel like, and I don't mean any disrespect by saying this. I just feel like if if Chadwick was still with us, I feel like we'd have a different title. It feels like a reactionary mm. title. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I like like is it like Black Panther the next generation? Like is it like I don't know. Like yeah. I feel it feels inappropriate to say that. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying like where do you go from Wakanda Forever? Like that's the point of the conversation I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. Is like where do you go from Wakanda Forever? Um But going back to the trailer, let's talk about the content in the trailer because you've actually opened up a great conversation point. Um what I will say is that first of all, the Eternals footage, we just got Shang-Chi. So at this point, getting anything past Shang-Chi is a gift. I honestly thought we may even see some Spider-Man footage at some point. Um, uh, and so what blows my mind, uh, is, uh, what blows my mind is, is like, we got this Eternals footage and I don't even know if that's going to, I don't even know if, how they're going to do a teaser at this point because that felt like the teaser (laughs) and so how long are we going to wait i don't know but it's it was epic it was epic um uh like it was just such i think what it was it was just like it's you're right it's just this three prong of like marvel movies are coming like we're going back to the movie theaters like just recreating that marvel joy which we talked about like going to the movies and starting with that Marvel intro and seeing that movie and you couldn't have done it better. Like that trailer was just everything we needed. Um, and you know what? Yeah. Like Wakanda forever stick with it. Tell me what kind of story you're going to tell. I want it. I want it. Um, again, it's, I have an enormous amount of respect and I cannot commend you guys on the courage of strength you've demonstrated by continuing with that project when, when really like, if you guys took a breather, I'd totally get yeah. it. Um, so, so yeah, but seeing all those slates, I, when we saw the fantastic four logo, I was like, 
again just like oh my god are they gonna show like the name of it like it's gonna be like you know the coming of galactus i don't know um something i like it just i but still again and i think it's smart like just give us the logo for now don't don't do anything with that yet i mean we've seen a rocket ship in wandavision so we don't know what that means um anyways who knows where that's going there are i'm speechless with that trailer like there's just so much and it's just so needed and it's just that joy um i will say though uh on the side note is quick shout outs and and one small honor roll to the daredevil season two trailer because that that was the darkest yet that was the darkest and most tragic trailer i have ever seen Mm -hmm. uh, because it's it's established the tone so well and yet yet told a daredevil story in the best way like the best way it felt like a frank miller trailer Mm. it it felt like a frank miller trailer but uh, yeah and it but it's it's just that's how you do dark and tragic Mm -hmm. it's that's how you you like i love it because it introduces the punisher and not only that is season two had two trailers an electra trailer and a punisher trailer and the punisher trailer uh what a way to introduce the character in the trailer and he's just narrating this whole thing and talk about dark and tragic yes it's nighttime and yes there are a lot of dark visuals but um but you're hearing a story uh about a guy who's reading his book to his kids and he's using that as like his his like force of nature to like do what he does yeah so that that was my quick honor roll but dude that is the best number one to leave it on i i don't want to i don't want to cheat i don't want to cheapen it by keep talking and like adding my little thing (laughs) i thank you i yeah i i think it was an appropriate number one i i couldn't Put it anywhere else uh, i'll give one quick shout out to something that's not even mcu but it is marvel and it came out i think just last week which is the trailer for the modok show oh yes yeah uh, I, I i think it was just a, another great example of using a great piece of music um and i think the the more nostalgic the music i think the the better mm-hmm. it is because it feels just feels right it doesn't feel like they're cashing in on like here's a hot new song you know um avengers one trailer <laughs> what was the deal with that tra- anyway uh <laughs> but like modok kind of having that just that fun like that just that felt right somehow like i know nothing about modok except from the cartoon where he obeys mandarin and he is big um that uh that just felt like the right tone for a character that ridiculous but i'm still pulling for modok in the mcu because i want to see that happen Mm -hmm. and it'll happen yeah yeah Yeah. no it's true um actually you know what i think before we wrap here's what i'm going to ask you and i think it's kind of a perfect full circle question from all the trailers we've seen all of them including the one you just mentioned not the modok one the one before that Mm -hmm. Um, what trailer are you most excited for? I love this question, man. Um, wow. Okay, what's coming out? What's on the docket? What's on the docket? What am I most excited for? You can you can have you can technically have two to this answer, but I'll also accept one. Hmm. I think off the top of my head. 
I think I would either say Guardians Volume 3 mm-hmm. or Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And here's why. Interesting. Um, yeah. I think the trailers for both Guardians 1 and 2 have been excellent. Uh, like 2, 2's trailer was a contender for me to almost be on my list. I think that they're just really good at making trailers for those movies. So it just stands to reason that they're going to be good at making one for the third one. And for Black Panther, it's because I feel like they're, and I could be wrong, but I feel like they're going to wait until the trailer to explain to us, the world, how they can possibly tell this story without Chadwick. I feel like that's something they're not going to say in like a press release or anything. I feel like they're going to say, wait for the trailer and you'll understand how we are making Black Panther 2 without T'Challa. So I'm really curious to get that revelation in a poetic, beautiful, colorful Marvel way. That's a good answer. Thank you. I like it. I like it. I think I know what one of yours is and it, it was almost mine as well. Okay, go for it. What do you think it is? Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, sorry, I forgot this is the podcast. I'm holding up four fingers. <laughs> Everybody's like, did my, did my earbuds break? <laughs> hey, what just happened? What just happened? Um, yeah, so yes, Fantasia was holding up the number four. Yeah. Um, yes. If, if they can pull off a trailer that would be like the son of, or like the child of Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy trailer and mash that into a Fantastic Four trailer, I think you would get probably the best redemption trailer of the Fantastic Four that you'll ever see. Mm. Like that will be like the game changer if they can pull that off. Um, Taking like, cause like, look, like Fantastic Four has gone from, okay. So Fantastic Four's journey overall. At this point, at this point, the trailer has so much pressure to nail to nail it because here's the thing: Marvel has to do two things with Fantastic Four: fix Fantastic Four from what everyone has seen, mm-hmm. and the second thing is take everything they've learned from the MCU to kick off the first Marvel characters. Yeah. Oh man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. Okay, I just had a thought. You might hate it, but <laughs> this is what I would do. Because no. you're absolutely right, Ryan. You're absolutely right. This trailer has to be, among many other things, counter-programming to say, this is not the Josh Trank movie, everybody. We can all relax. This is not the Josh Trank. And if it is going to be like in the vein of the Guardians trailer, uh, where it's fun and colorful... And they they add in a, they throw in a pop song, a piece of music, um, to mm. to lighten the mood. And it's usually older music they go for. I think I have the perfect song, and I'm even picturing it in my head with like the the chorus hits, and you just see the logo come up with the four. And it's oh my we god, don't do it, don't do it. Family. Oh, oh my god, I got all my sisters Whoa. in me. Huh? If there is some remix somehow, you may get away with that, but oh. They're the first family. No, you know, They're the first family. It fits. It totally fits. 
locking it in that the trailer is going to have that. And you're going to be like, Andrew, you were so right about that. And about Christine Everhart being a nihilist. I trust your judgment a hundred percent from now on. Oh man. Mm. But, but that's the thing. They have two battles to, to win with the trailer. Mm -hmm. They have two battles to win with one trailer and it has to be, it has to do well. To be fair, if they they'll get a pass if they can pull off like this story looks good. Yeah. Like like sure the trailer may not capture the music and like the atmosphere, but you have to nail the story. You have to. Like you have to make the trailer look and narration-wise sound like it's going to be the best thing ever. Um but if you can land all three, if you can get the music, the everything and just land like 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 here's the thing. If you take like Ant-Man and the Wasp's music, for example, if you can pull off a song that can emulate what Fantastic Four is going to feel like, then you're, you're good. Another, another example comes to mind for DC is Wonder Woman's soundtrack. Like Wonder Woman's main theme mm. totally captures Wonder Woman. Like it, it's, you know what you're going to get from the movie by listening to that song, like that whole song. Yeah. And if you could do that with Fantastic Four, which again, it's it's just not, I don't know if it's going to be the director's style. Like I'm excited to see that. I'm actually really excited for this director because he killed, like he killed Spider-Man the best way for me. Like he just killed it. Like you could, you could have not have asked for a better Spider-Man movie. No, and if you still are asking for a better one, then your standards are <laughs> obscured. Like you just don't know what you're talking about. Um, It's insane. So so yeah, so that encapsulates it um, perfectly. What I will say, Disney Plus wise, because I have to give props to WandaVision. Mm -hmm. I have to give props to WandaVision. The one I want to see just out of personal, like objectively is one one answer, but subjectively, I want to see She-Hulk. I want to see the trailer for She-Hulk. I mean, that's my most anticipated show. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, Tatiana Mislani, I love you, girl. I'm so excited for you to be on that show. I I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to just see you in action. I just I can't. I cannot wait for it. Uh, but yeah, hundred percent. She Hulk. My objective answer is I want to see Moon Knight because it's gonna be weird and different. Mm -hmm. But She Hulk subjectively, I just. Oh man, that character has just so many cool stories, and by the by the sounds of what they're going to do, like if it's going to be a quirk. Okay, let me tell you this. Okay, I'm going to tell you one quick story about She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. There was a story where Captain America comes in and he's old man Cap. Okay, this is She-Hulk story. Uh, old man Cap comes in, and there's a there's a guy who's on his deathbed, and he's suing Captain America. He's like, oh yeah, Cap. Cap got like essentially Cap got my best friend killed or something. And Cap goes to She-Hulk and is like, I need you to represent me. And she's like, What? Like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be easy. Like, and and Cap explains the story. He's like, Oh yeah, you're standing up for yourself. This is gonna be easy. Um, so basically, um, there are these these kind of Hydra-esque dudes. Um uh they were they were taking hostages and they took three guys, Cap being one of them, before he had the serum. And he stood up to them and he's like, he's like, you know what, you know, you're going to be taken down. And then they end up causing commotion and somebody gets shot. So essentially they're saying Cap murdered this guy is, is what's going down. And Cap, because he's all about morality and fairness, 
he hires as the prosecution lawyer uh matt murdoch oh and 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 he tells she hulk this he's like he's like yeah you know i wanted this to be a fair court case and represented equally so i hired matt murdoch as the the prosecutor and she's like why would you do that what's wrong with you so and then it's a whole court case thing and then there's like action in the story too and all this stuff but she hulk's got an incredible story and i do hope it's like kind of like watching like a I hope it's like watching a superhero kind of like law and order CSI kind of show. Like give me, give me that kind of crime drama with She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to see a trailer for that. I think that's what it's going to be too. A thousand percent crime drama, courtroom drama. It's going to be it's green and delicious. And all I know, Ryan, is that in two years, almost exactly two years when you and I are, are sitting in the theater from now uh watching the uh, watching guardians of the galaxy volume three uh and that trailer comes up for fantastic four because that's around when it'll hit and we hear that sister sledge music kick in and they start singing we are family (laughs) you're gonna look at me and you're just gonna go like this and just gonna shake my head with disappointment (laughs) you know what's funny though if when that when that happens when we go see that movie i am legit like when that trailer comes up i'm gonna bring out my camera and just like record our actual reaction oh my god if we can because like i'll have to remember to do that because i guarantee you it'd just be like stoically paused like (sighs) but oh my god yeah just just wow um yeah anyways that's it guys that's our incredible trailer journey wow what a good episode this turned out to be this was a lot of fun i love we covered so many bases today this was great Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. idea man yeah do this top six hype trailers great idea thank you sir thank you this was a lot of fun we i'm surprised we only had one i thought we'd at least have two or three but uh we only had one only one crossover i'm not i'm not surprised about that one though i knew that was gonna happen i Hundred percent new is going to same. Yeah, yeah. I would have been shocked if it didn't, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but uh, in two weeks' time, uh, you guys can come back here and listen to us. With uh, we have another special episode coming out. Then is our runtime rundown, where we're going to try to guess the runtimes of all the upcoming MCU films based off of science. We're going to do science to try to calculate it. It's going to be lit. You could still say that, right? uh maybe one person i know does <laughs> one person, you know, that that person is going on my good list uh, <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for sharing these amazing trailers with us i hope everybody out there has a marvelous day and ryan you know what we are what are we we are family Ah, fantastic Four trailer will have this. Hey, hey. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I walked right into it. I walked right into it. You walked into it like a cosmic ray, and now you have the power of song, and you can stretch. Cosmic. You have the power of cosmic. <laughs> you walk into cosmic rays, you get the power of cosmic. That makes that makes more sense. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>